0: uh <laughs> 29, season 2 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Like, like we just said, we're going to improvise this episode. There's no notes, but we know what happened the other day. We won! Yeah, let's, we did. Let's talk about that victory, and maybe we can talk about, uh, I sent you a text earlier about some controversies in the NHL, uh, so we can go that route. Um yeah, and of course, if you guys have questions, it would really help since uh, we didn't take any notes for this episode. Uh, but uh, hey, it just helps us to uh, to roll this out as quickly as possible, right? Yeah. I mean, personally, not for viewers or anybody else, just our own personal lives. It, it works better to just hit go. All right. Um, like we got some business to take care of. Uh, no. So we should... Uh, I thought we were just a-
1: doing a 30-minute dance party. Well, oh, that'd be fun. I guess not. You know why, Matt? Because the Macho Madness, yeah, is upon us. The biggest tournament is finally here. Well, I guess March's biggest tournament. Not the biggest tournament. That's like, you know, Stanley Cup. But anyway, so uh, we don't know who's going to be cutting down the nets at the end. But we do know there's going to be no shortage of Macho Madness. Yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's true. Go ahead and Google it. Top-rated sportsbook app. Come on, DraftKings. Yes, see? Google wins once again. (laughs) Uh, It's putting new customers in the center of the action. Old customers, your old hat, you're out. So, new customers, bet $4 on any underdog. That's right. Uh, Win $256 if they win. Oh, I thought I could just bet the underdogs. So, it's that simple. Turn $4 into $256. Matt, that's like a seventh of your stimulus check if you're poor like me. And uh, you get 64 to 1 odds. Every dollar you bet could turn into $64. So pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot. Bang! At winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. Oh, and I'll, I'll uh, re- there's
0: no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than <laughs> put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, so, Mike, this is the line where I'm supposed to start. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf hockey. And so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience whenever you score. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. (laughs) If the underdog your cheesy pulls up the upside. Let's go THPN to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana (laughs) 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All
1: right. Beautiful.
0: So I I started laughing. All right. Uh, DraftKings, uh, tune out because we're about to. All right. Just. All right, hopefully they tuned out. All right, I thought when you were saying you were Googling DraftKings or the the top-rated sportsbook app, uh, I thought you were about to say scroll, scroll, scroll. (laughs) (laughs) No, not
1: the case. Keep scrolling until you
0: find the headline. All right. Um,
1: (laughs) Page two, page (laughs) three.
0: Hey, Brothers in Discussion. (laughs) Hey, man,
1: we got to go really deep to find that link. Oh, no.
0: Wait, What's I'm
1: up? missing all of your fun quips and stuff. I just knocked out my headphones. Oh, right. no. Matt. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> well, we do have hockey to discuss. And I, uh, I uh, texted you and our, our dear father, and uh, all I said was, holy, f- what a goal. Uh, because Dylan Larkin uh, made play of the season. Matt, maybe the entire NHL season, not even just the Detroit season. <laughs> Uh, with his sure. end-to-end play, his backdrop pass to Fabry, who meant dropping a oh, pigeon. Oh, no! Get out of here, pigeon face. It's not your turn. <laughs> Just keep talking. Damn it, pigeon. Get the hell out of here. Nobody wants to see a pigeon. We want to see a bird of a different color. That red wing bird. Yeah. There Flapping I those mean. big old red wings and blowing that hurricane right out of the water. Uh,
0: so you were talking about that Larkin play?
1: Yeah, I was also doing a bit about pigeons, so I'm glad that that's over. Uh, I was here the whole
0: time. It's just the camera got knocked out. uh,
1: Fabry had a a hell of a game, Matt. He was literally rubbing elbows with the best the Red Wings have to offer. Um, He got to uh, be on the coattails of Larkin's incredible end-to-end play. And um, on a near goal by Carolina where uh, Fabry almost laid over the puck and gave up a penalty shot. He uh, turned and found out that Bernier was covering the puck and uh, Fabry's butt. And Fabry didn't give up a penalty shot. So Fabry's was like, all right. Except that he was uh, laying on his side <laughs> on the ice. So it was more like this. All right. <laughs> Matt. Heck of a day for Mr. Coattails himself. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, juggernaut that is the Red Wings?
0: Well, I think it's my responsibility since I gave uh John. Don't bring Bernier- us back down
1: to Earth. Don't do it, Matt.
0: Let me live <laughs> no, no, no. let me
1: live in the clouds.
0: No, we're we're I'm I'm gonna have to jump my way into them. Uh no. since I was guilty of giving Bernier a B in my midseason grades. And uh you know, we've we've gotten some pushback, quite a bit. Mike, you gave me pushback. So there's pushback coming from the listeners, there's pushback coming from you. Look, I, I gave my argument. I said, surely he is a, a top two Red Wing <laughs> on this team. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Happy <laughs> <Memphis laughs> St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>
0: was that? Yeah, right. Mike's uh, Mike's dipping into the, was that Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey? A full no, it's, uh, the bottle. It's, it's Irish Whiskey. Oh. If you're listening to the podcast, it was, uh, Mike just took a huge swig of Jameson. If you are watching on YouTube. You saw what Mike's drinking. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm drinking kombucha, so I'm I'm definitely not oh, playing a wow. lot. <laughs> anyway, where I was going with this is that Jonathan Bernier played another hell of a game. <sighs> I still I still think I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go into my midseason grades and change them. Uh, but it's you know I think it's enough to say that a B. Is fine saying like he's one of the best Red Wings on this team, but if you compare his statistics across the league, he's not gonna win an award. It's just surely like he's doing fantastic. I, I just all right, all right, you're right. You know what? We were here to celebrate the victory, and I'm bringing us down. Let me let me back up. What I wanted to say was Bernadette had another amazing game. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> if, if I mean if we just. Looked at the five-on-five five numbers. The one thing I'm such a stickler about is the goals saved go. above expected. So, of course, five-on-five, yeah. five, he gives up one goal. Uh, and the expected goals is 1.41. So, bingo, bango. Mount Mike, this is the part that dropped, like, my jaw dropped to the ground. Right? Do you want to take a guess? Not... Yes, We're not including the power play, right? Where Adam Ernie got two goals, okay? So this is just five-on-five. Would you like to take us... Yeah, what's
1: up with all these power play goals, by the way? Um,
0: Yeah, uh, I do want to take a stab at... uh, Take a stab at who led the team in individual expected goals. So, of course, this Uh, might be the person from a five-on-five perspective, not power play. So I don't want you to... You know, I don't want anybody to be swayed just by the Adam Ernie goals, because, of course, he winds up with two. Uh... (laughs) Well, <laughs> this I would be the person think... most likely to score 5-on-5 five five because they're putting the best-looking shots on that. So I, I'm, I'm having some fun with this.
1: Matt, give me uh, the little brother himself, Evgeny Sveshnikov.
0: <laughs> Mike, at 12 minutes and 22 seconds of ice time, okay, and this is according to Natural Stat Trick, Individual expected goals. The leader on the team was Adam fucking Ernie. Mike, I gave him a hard time all night last night going, man, he really was letting the pucks bounce off his teeth like good old Chris Draper. But Mike, he was a standout on five on five where it's not even counting the two power play goals that he had. Like the, the individual expected goals, again, for anybody who's not familiar... Is, is not that expected goals that measures when you're on the ice. It's what you as an individual are contributing to your line. So I guess it's just like, holy shit, in 12 minutes of ice time, and this isn't something where we're like, oh, let's see who had the most per 60. No, he still destroyed the rest of the team. He, Mike, second place, .22 individual expected goals. Adam Ernie was at 0. .52, so he more than doubled the second place guy. You could, you'd have to add up number two, three, and four to get up to Adam Ernie's performance. <laughs> just, Pretty good. That it, it's it's five individual uh, coursey four chances. So again. Not just the Corsi 4, like we usually talk about, where it's you're on ice, so everybody that's on the team counts towards your Corsi 4, or everybody that's on the ice with you counts, counts towards that. It's his individual efforts. Uh, so, of course, that also means he led the team in that regard as well. In 12 minutes of ice time, an incredible performance from Adam Ernie. And I just, it's one of those things where I think that the, the most easy thing to do is just to point out, like Yeah, Adam Ernie scored two goals, but it was more about the Zadina pass and the Larkin play for his second goal. But no, we Mike, all the credit in the world has to go to Adam Ernie. He had a great performance in that last game. Whether you just want to look at the fact that he's finishing power play goals, we know that we struggle with that. So obviously you pat him on the back for being able to finish. But five on five, Adam Ernie brought it.
1: It How was a, it was an impressive display. Um, I don't think there's really much to debate there. Um, the only thing I was going to ask you, Matt, is uh, Mr. Er, Mr. Ernie was on the ice for uh, about 19 minutes, pretty pretty long time. I mean, he's up there with uh, with our boys, uh, Darren, uh, Dylan, you know, the Dirty D's, if you will. Um, Matt, who are his line mates the rest of that night?
0: his line mates were we have uh, uh officially from natural stat trick, uh, Luke Glendening and Darren Helm ate up the most ice time with, with Adam Ernie when it was uh, five on five and uh, eight minutes and uh, 43 seconds together. And it does, it does get pretty dicey with uh, natural stat trick because it, it, it's just the line changes, mix it all up. But uh, there, there's the majority of play for Mr. Ernie.
1: Huh? Well, where were you we going was, with uh, that? Did I ruin your <laughs> No, you uh you didn't I I, I must have just miswatched because um I was pretty impressed with uh my boy Rasmussen, who didn't completely embarrass himself. Um he actually uh, uh he actually had to play shorthanded for like 9 seconds, man. Um it was a terrifying 9 seconds, but he had a couple plays where he actually used his big boy body um to control <laughs> the play a few times. And I know in this town, we we like seeing big boys. Um, I think that's part of the reason we're so disheartened uh, when our boy Mantha is uh, you know not quite playing up to snuff uh, the, no, the way we know he can. Um, but, I mean, there was so many standouts. Um, I mean, Heronic had a heck of a game. Uh, I mean, it seemed like a lot of the guys were upset and they were up all night reading the Red, Wings rant, uh, Red Wing
0: uh, grades <laughs> and wanted to
1: undo all your hard work on those, Matt. Um, Yeah, I was, I was pretty proud of the defense. Um, there weren't too many of those plays where we were just, uh, giving up, uh, you know, the peewee goals where all four or five guys are looking left or right. and we just leave somebody wide open to come up the wing and get a free one-timer. Um, so I think it definitely helped contribute to Bernier's, uh, strong night. Um, especially on, uh, you know, um, um, five on five play for sure. Um. But, yeah, our, our skilled guys really, really shown. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you want to put Ernie in our skilled guy group. Um, I don't know if I'd put him under that circus tent. But, um, yeah, it was it was really encouraging, Matt. It was really encouraging when the Red Wings are playing well against Tampa Bay and they're playing well against the Hurricanes. Um, I, well,
0: mean, I, I it, tweeted it, out, I, I don't know how I stumbled onto the timeline where Adam Ernie is Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, you know what's funny? I can't even have fun, right? We can't even have fun on Twitter for a minute because obviously Ernie scores two power play goals. I'm having fun. And somebody had to chime in and go, oh, it's more like Thomas Holmstrom. It's like, Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, Thomas Holmstrom, Mr. Two Goals a Night. That's right. That's... <laughs> like, I get it. They they even brought up during the game, the last player to get three power play goals in one night uh, for for the Red Wings was Thomas Holmstrom. But I mean... Come on. Is that is that really what we're going to do? Somebody scores two goals and we're going to go to Thomas Holmstrom. Great career. Fantastic career. Obviously, he, he's going to have he's a legend in Detroit. But I mean, come on. We know we know what game I was playing. I mean, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking come on. one of the best finishers in the NHL right now. All right, if you're uh, gonna if
1: you're gonna play like you know sit on the bar and you know let's let's do some big fish tall tales let's do some Paul Bunyans <laughs> <laughs> why don't you do the Holmstrom Paul Bunyan story when there's the cycle story on the I don't know man, I don't know where people are coming from but um, it's fun it it makes me want to just tune in for when the Red Wings are playing people at the top of the standings um, and uh, yeah uh, it's it's fun to just just have something nice to say about the Red Wings, which we don't always get to do. Um, yeah, we've had a little bit of a trend, right? Um, what did you have? You said five out of a possible ten points, and uh, pretty pretty tough stretch for us,
0: right? I mean, es- essentially, what we're talking here, Mike. We're <laughs> I want to come back to. I-, I asked you a week and a half ago, I think. Um, it was our be the GM. Like, yeah. what what would you take for the rest of the season? And at that time. It was right before this started. I, I asked you if you wanted to see Anthony Manta, you know, lead the team in points uh, yes. as a runaway. Did you want to see Zadina go for like a point per game kind of thing? And one of the other ones I threw out there was, do you want to see the Red Wings go to 500? Um, uh, I'm sorry, finish the season at
1: 500. Mm. Not, yeah.
0: not finish their record at 500, but the rest of the games they get half the points that they were expected or
1: uh, could have 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 gotten. I ca- yeah, I um, I don't, I, I, gosh, I don't really need to see us win, but gosh, you know, we talk about it, I think every other episode about building good habits. So at least we got to see a few of those good habits and a few of the guys are going to be here for a while contributing. Um, but I was just going to bring up, Matt, as, uh, you know, my favorite time of the year, it's get to make those moves. Yeah. Get to see Stevie Y trade those rentals for draft picks. Mm. Uh, Matt, we're kind of perfectly hitting our stride where we're not winning a lot of games. We are winning (laughs) a couple games. And the guys who are kind of on the block are starting to contribute with one exception, which has got me very suspicious, Matt. If you kind of get the old, you know, white china out and uh, look at those tea leaves. Hmm. Bobby Ryan hurt all of a sudden. Hey, hmm, hmm. I we've seen that story before. Um, the guy you're gonna put on the block, you you know, you know, Rodney Dangerfield, Caddyshack. Oh my um, you know, and you just you know let him sit down for a couple weeks until uh, we figure out a deal.
0: Can I, can I just say the the physical acting when Rodney did that? I mean, it looked like his arm was an action figure. That is just one peg connected into his shoulder, and he could spin it all the way around. That was caddyshack, right? But yeah. uh, Jesus. all right, go ahead. Sorry, so that
1: man, uh, go ahead. You can accuse me of uh, being a sen- <laughs> accuse me of being a sensationalist, if you will. But is is there a little merit to uh, my uh, my point? Uh, absolutely.
0: I mean, when <laughs> Jack Eichel's like a healthy scratch, jeez, uh, what was that? That was twice i think in the last month people you know turned on the sirens put out the the, the signals and try to get that reddit and twitter conversation going um i think uh, i think i like to think we're a higher class twitter account that we just don't jump on that but uh you know some of our friends uh have jumped on the train but i i for the podcast absolutely let's let's talk about it because i i think yeah uh, I think we knew from the beginning of the year that Bobby Ryan was going to be uh, on the old trade block and was going to be heading heading out. And we even talked about um, what when he heard from Steve Eiserman, I trust Steve. Is that what that meant? Was it about Steve telling him, look, you can come here, you'll get top six minutes, you'll be able to show off, and it might put you in a better situation by the trade deadline. Like we, yeah. th- all those conversations have happened uh, on the show. So. Uh, I I feel like there's a continuation of
1: this. Uh, thought. Well, or I a had question? a yeah, I do have a question for you. Um, so <clears throat> on a scale of one to uh, one of my favorite trades when the Red Wings uh threw out Paul Coffey for uh, a beloved number fourteen. And we went on to dominate for like, I don't know, half a decade. Matt, I'm gonna give you four names. All right. I want you to score it on a scale of one to seventy-seven. Seventy-seven being the most likely that it's gonna happen. I'm gonna give you okay. four guys. <sighs> are you are you buckled in? Yes. All right, here we go. Matt, this is the likelihood of them getting traded. You can also give a tweet length uh, follow up if you wish. Matt Christian Jews.
0: Do I, how how bad is it how long do I get to like think about this and my <clears throat> in my noggin here um because that's bad that's bad podcasting just to sit here with that air while I think all right uh, what was it was 77 so uh d- who can do that math for me what is that 30 uh 8 39 somewhere in there right 38 and a half <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, I, I don't see a lot what he's going to be offering, uh, or what other teams are going to see. I mean, the, the names that have been bantied about uh, are Mark Stahl. Even though Juice has, has had a better season than Mark Stahl, I think we'd all agree with that on the eyeball test and the stats say so. But I I just don't know if I don't I don't know, like from a marketing perspective, if that's if that name is is going to be out there for for trades. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not juicy enough for for trade talk, and that's where you see the Elliot Friedmans putting out there who's at the top of the trade block. So I, if I if I backed up and said, should a team go for juice? Yes, I just don't see it happening.
1: All right, that was like that was oh, like shoot, a Twitter right. feed. Oh, that was oh, way God. too many tweets, Matt. You just got banned. You had to press the delete. You were at like negative 85 characters on that one. All okay. Right, so take away Matt, the last name number two. Yeah, we missed. <laughs> nobody read what else he said. It just kind of trailed off. Christian Juice is. It's gone. All right. 38
0: and a half.
1: Matt, name number two. Here we go. Jonathan Bernier.
0: Oh, uh, let's, let's put a 70 on there. I think.
1: Um, that's a pretty strong likelihood, Matt. Let's hear that tweet length uh, defense of that number.
0: Uh defending him leaving. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, this is this is an easy contract to eat up. Um there's been issues with goaltenders staying healthy across the league. I think this is the name that definitely leaves. There. There's a tweet. All right. Boom. Boom.
1: Good Hashtag tweet, let's man. Let's go red wings. Hashtag let's go red wings slash Matt tweets slash Rudwing's rant hashtag Darren McCarty what's up? All right, Matt, <laughs> I got another name for you. Here we go, Bobby yeah. Ryan. Um,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say 60 out of 77. Uh, and and the reason being is I know what you're saying about the injuries, and that usually means that they're out the door, and I'm gonna be eating crow, uh, when he gets traded, right when we finish out the podcast. But I, I I am worried about that injury. I I think it could be legit and uh I think it could hurt the, the chances of him of him heading out. And I, I think if you take a look at like my midseason grade oh shoot. I'm done. Hashtag oh, wait, check out the, the link to my midseason grades for more on Bobby <laughs> Ryan's season. How's that? That's my that's my tweet thread. There's Man, more to talk about with Bobby Ryan. I, if, if, I, sure. if I may, his defensive statistics and analytics say that he is not having a great season. And when he's on the ice, he is hurting the team more than he is helping. I know the eyeball test at the beginning of the season made it look like he was going to lead the league in goals. That's uh, for those first couple of games. Yeah. Uh, but take everybody, take another look at those expected goals numbers. Um I mean everybody on the team struggles, right? To get over the hump, to be more effective on five on five than less effective. But I, I don't know with a team that is focused on limiting expected goals against, you want a number that's as high as Bobby Ryan's on your team. But but the, the My, salary, the salary's there. So if you yeah. can make it work to where you're you're putting him on the ice on your third or fourth line and you're managing that, you you do have a solid goal scorer. And that that skill level that's out there. So I, I'm just saying, I just said it's a 60 that he's leaving. But those are the those are the things that are pulling me back from it being a 77.
1: We requested a tweet. We got a full live journal entry. That I, was beautiful.
0: I requested <coughs> more time. Uh, I believe judges. If we we check did. Back.
1: We did not grant that. Uh, oh. all of that is off the record. All right. <laughs> Matt, last it. name for you. This is this is the most controversial <laughs> name, Matt. There's still the whispers out there, um, especially with uh some, Can I say
0: it before? some sexy Can I names available Before you say the name.
1: Matt. No, you may not. Anthony Manta. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Uh out of 77, I'm gonna say 10. Uh only because I think everybody should be on the trade block. I think that is a common uh theme in our shows. I I, I hope that everybody sees. Why Anthony Manta is a guy that should always be on the trade block. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why he, he's a good name to have on the trade block right now. Like why it makes sense is there, there's still the upside that we could win out and whatever those trade conversations are. And we've seen uh, quite a few dips. I mean, the highs, Mike, the peaks in his game are fantastic. The dips yeah. are lengthy and they hurt and they make my tummy turn. I don't like the dips and I think right now is the time to get rid of them. I'm see, I did it again. I don't need to get rid of them, but if you, if the trade is, if he's on the trade market, this is when you're going to get the juicier trades is, is now at his age. Cause he's just going to go up and then a couple years it's, it's downhill. So again, I broke the tweet rule, but it, it had, yeah. all of this was, was relevant. I, I can't just throw a number out there and look like an a-hole. And somebody yeah. posts it on Reddit and says, look at this a-hole. He said, Anthony Mantha should get traded, even though gave it a 10 out of 77.
1: I'll say, uh, Matt, of those four names, I think every year I get excited for the trade deadline. And then it, it it usually underwhelms because the GMs are a lot more responsible than you and I are uh, playing NHL 21. Um, <laughs> I don't see them moving, Mantha. Um, especially now, like you'd 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 have to get just an absolute home run offer, and you know you you'd be taking you know pennies on the dollar, um, you know for that kind of trade. I, you know he'd have to be productive to a point where you'd be excited about what the other team is offering. So I, I don't think we're gonna get that. Uh, Bernie, I think uh, Bernier trading him would be an absolute nightmare um, because we know what the rest of the goaltender options are for this team um it would not even be competitive hockey um i think it would be terrifying uh prospect uh to think of the red wings giving up you know six seven eight goals a night uh, i think it would be really rough without the nhl mvp back there um juice <laughs> I, I don't think that stirs the pot enough i don't know where that you know that uh, idea really came from but uh bobby ryan met one out of 77 Based on that fake boo-boo, I'm giving it a 77. I, I guarantee Ooh. he's not going to be a Red Wing after the deadline.
0: You, so, so right now, you're, you're saying that we are never going to see Bobby Ryan in a Red Wings jersey again?
1: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't play him because I, I don't think we're going to be making a whole lot of moves. Um, the only – you know, the buyers are going to be looking for cheap deals. Um, and they're going to be looking for underwhelming deals. We never we never get the big sexies at the deadline anymore, um, especially this year with everybody being strapped for cash. Um, a lot of the good teams being strapped for cash. Um, so it's just going to be who wants to put out a, you know, a fourth round offer instead of a fifth round offer for Bobby Ryan. So that's what it's going to come down to, I think.
0: And I, I, there's a lot of merit to trading these guys earlier. Uh, we talked about it in earlier episodes, and I've heard it go the other way on other <laughs> hockey podcasts, but getting these guys in there, getting them through whatever COVID protocol you need to, especially if they're going up to the north. I figure there's going to be a lot of garbage to sift through. Um, but if this if this is a trade deadline move, that's April 12th that we are, are going to be without Monsieur Bobby Ryan. I don't know why I went that route. I did. I chose it. I want to pull it back. It's too late. It's out there on the internet. Uh, but April twelfth, Mike, is, is how long we would be without uh, we'd be without Bob. So I, I'm going to say I, I think we are still going to see Bob. I think this injury is legit. Um, I, Mike, I, if I could, the thing that I like the uh, the most about Bobby Ryan coming out and and we both gave him pretty high scores on him heading out the door, right? Yeah. Sveshnikov is the boy who comes in to replace him. So all of our in last episode and, and Darren McCarty telling us just hang on, wait till the trade deadline, and then uh, he'll be back. I still say, I still say my my initial argument of just give us something to cheer for and stop pulling Svechnikov out. Um, it's, there's a lot of merit to that argument. But right when Bobby Ryan came out, and if it is about trading him, we saw Svechnikov come right back in. So there is a spot for him. <coughs> it's just they're right now showcasing some of the guys that they could send out. So I kind of like that. It made me feel a little bit better. What's up, y'all, and greetings from the hockey city of Smashville, home of the Nashville Predators and home to a new hockey podcast, the Catfish and Ice podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Join hosts Chad Mitten, Rich Howe, and Colin Bluitt every week as we bring to you hard-hitting and unfiltered Nashville Predators hockey analysis while also diving into the entertainment and music world here in Music City. We have a lot of fun doing it, now is the time to join us. For the ride, Hockey fans, new episodes of the Catfish and Ice podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Download the Catfish and Ice podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever else podcast now mike we did say a hard stop at 30 minutes we are at 31 minutes today um I, there was another topic i wanted to discuss with you real quick uh maybe five minutes um Good. <laughs> sorry mike i saw this argument online um are you okay let's just we, we uh we saw an injury and a um Major penalty with charging uh, yesterday. Mike, should the severity of an injury affect a player's penalty, fine, or suspension? And you can take this across all sports. So, uh, it's, I mean, it's just, I guess it's more relevant in hockey because you're actually hitting people.
1: Wow. Um, so does that mean that what they'd be doing is waiting to give out sentencing to see how the player feels?
0: If it was about like a suspension, uh, I I'd say there's enough time. They usually don't dole out the suspensions or fines, you know, that night. Um, I would say with the penalties, you're pretty much looking at like, does the guy get up off the ice kind of thing.
1: Oh gosh. Uh, well, I just think it's setting a, a pretty scary precedent. Um, especially, uh, two things popped into mind. One was uh, soccer, where uh, you know the guys will feign death um, upon any kind of body contact. So I don't know if we're going to be giving out <laughs> kind of penalties and stuff like that, or you know, looking at it in, in hindsight and you know, giving out uh, you know penalties or suspensions. Um, the other one was if you accidentally injure a guy and he's out. Uh, you know, like he ruptures an Achilles or, you know, uh, buses MCL, or something like that. Are you also going to be out for 12 to 18 months? Am, am I thinking of this the wrong way, Matt? I
0: wouldn't say that
1: it would need to be like eye for an eye, but uh, I,
0: I, the arguments I've heard bring it back to like manslaughter, right? Like in real life, you hit somebody with your car you're not going to jail for the rest of your life or prison, but if you hit somebody with your car and they die, you're going to prison for a lot longer than you would have. And reason being is because we're trying, to, there's so many variables involved with driving a car. We want people to be safer. And sometimes that's like, I do bring it back to hockey. If you punish somebody based on the severity of a uh, set injury or potential injury, uh, you're, you're essentially preventing maybe not that player, but another player who's intent to injure on their hit, uh, like it'll, it'll stop them. It'll prevent them from making that decision. So it, it's one of those things where the wrong person might get punished, but it could prevent another person from trying to injure later on. Um, it's just, it, it's one of those things, like that's where you start drawing the parallels with real life. And that that difference between hitting somebody with your car and and then killing someone and, and not uh, it's, we we have that precedent already in real life. Uh, manslaughter is a real thing. You don't get you don't get charged with murder, but uh, you get severely punished for manslaughter. And uh, we, you know, I I, I I think some people might roll their eyes, but was there, something... was there
1: was there a hit I missed in the NHL that brought this up?
0: Yes. Uh, so I guess uh it, it was a charge and people initially were arguing, should it even be a charge? And I think if you see uh, the replays like this, this isn't where I really wanted the conversation to go, but I, I like taking this from the, the general sense. But if you see the charge guy races across the ice to, to finish a hit. So it's absolutely a charge, but um, I guess, yeah, that I, I wanted to do this five minutes. We're at the five minute mark. Maybe we could go a little bit deeper into this, but I mean, that's that's where my head's at because there's so many variables we can't control that if it is about preventing the the hit or the intent to injure on maybe a hit in the future if that prevents that because we've suspended a guy a little bit longer who maybe wasn't intending to injure but he accidentally put a guy out for months um I mean that's that's I'm okay with that. There it is. There's my answer. Uh, I'm going to say adjusting suspensions fines based on injuries because you can't really measure for intent to injure uh, because, right, everybody would just say no. I wasn't trying to kill him or injure him Uh, unless it's, you know, Todd Bertuzzi. I'm sure we all saw (laughs) what was going on there. But I guess that's kind of where my head's at. And I, I saw this argument Everywhere. I saw it even in the, the hockey podcast network threads. And um, I, I I guess I I saw you know from from your perspective that it, it is a slippery slope, but in the long run, you know, maybe that's the slippery slope we need to decide on before we go the other way and we say, well, we're not gonna severely punish because it could have been an accident, and then because we don't know everything about the human body, one of those accidents um could result in
1: death it's it's tough because you kind of opened it up to you know all the major sports um hockey and football are the ones where i you know and baseball to an extent but you don't really see bat attacks uh but hockey and football <laughs> regularly have you know uh weaponized equipment whether it's a hockey stick <clears throat> um momentum uh you know from hockey it's harder to stop um and then uh football you know the helmet um, I know that basketballs definitely opened up uh, like flagrant fouls. You used to have to commit assault like in the seventies and eighties. And now if you, sh- if the offensive player is shooting a three pointer and you get your feet under their feet, when they're trying to land, that's a flagrant foul because you could potentially end a guy's season. Um, if he steps on you, um, you know, tweaks a knee or a, an Achilles and they're out. Um, as far as hockey goes, and um it's so tough because I kind of feel like uh well I mean you, you put a you put a cock in the cock fight. I don't know what you thought was gonna happen. Um <laughs> but basketball players are in shorts, you know, and they're flying through the air, so you can kinda you know it's a it's a different animal, but I mean hockey you you put you put hockey pads on a cock and threw it in a cock ring. I don't know what you thought was gonna happen for some of those <laughs> uh injuries but um yeah as as far as adjusting the severity of the penalty that's kind of where uh you know we get to see a commissioner weigh in and uh you know kind of be creative uh laying down the judgment um i guess i don't think that we're prepared to make a blanket statement where well if you you know hurt a guy's forearm that's like a game but if you hurt his you know, you give him a spank on the bottom, that's maybe like two games. But if you injure his knee, you know, then, then it's like we're commodifying uh, body parts, like we're a butcher. Um, so depending on what kind of meat you there's, injure.
0: And there is some of that already, even just with the penalties. So I, I guess there's there's some precedent to it. And then there's also, somebody brought up today, I saw the, uh, the high stickings, and if somebody's bleeding, it goes from a minor to a double minor. Uh, it's four minutes. So... There's there's some precedent in the NHL already, but I guess if you know, are these guys really done? Are they injured? Are they out for the night if their lips bleeding from a high stick? No, but um, yeah, I guess I, I you know what is again? I think you're right. I think it is a slippery slope. Um, and there's a much bigger conversation, but now we're almost at 40 minutes. We said 30 minutes, uh, so let's put a pin in it. Let's let's think about this over the next few days. We'll come back to it, and everybody, make sure you check out. Uh, the, the brothers of discussion our pro wrestling show because we have a huge announcement if you guys are wrestling fans tomorrow I'm pretty excited about
1: uh, yeah so far my- Matt, we got, <laughs> who's that Pokemon we gotta get it in before we missed it like oh. four episodes in a row here we go Matt are you ready for who's that Pokemon yeah thanks Jeff Blashwell Matt it's gonna be read by Paul Woods I'm not even gonna attempt to ask you Matt are you ready for Paul Woods to read who's that Pokemon Shoot it go all right, uh, Matt, it's, uh, it's your old buddy Paul Woods here, and i uh, very excited to read Who's That Pokemon. Matt, here we go. It's my head coach, Jeff Bleschel. We've missed him on a few episodes. So here we go. Here's a quote. Quote, I think Blake's been really, really good, really, really good in that bumper spot. He's done a really good job of being a relief of pressure when needed and that being at the net when he's not. End quote. Adam Murray. Matt gets it on the first guess. My God, does he know his Pokemon. Matt, that's another exciting addition. Did he's I that? his position. He's the bumper. Oh, the bumper. I should have said in the blank <laughs> spot. You never would have got it, man. All right. Uh, that was nice and easy. All right, everybody. Uh,
0: thanks for tuning in uh, and uh, enjoy the uh, Dallas series because uh, we'll be back to, to talk about it.
1: All Who right. The bumper spot was like me saying he's uh, kind of like an electric yellow mouse with red cheeks. Son of a gun. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, All right. man. I thanks for i <laughs>
0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockey or wherever you get your podcasts from